Hi, I'm Lesha Holzaffel, and you're listening to the Fit Mom Squad podcast, a podcast for moms who are ready to lose the weight they want without gaining it back by learning the holistic approach to nutrition and how our brains determine our long-term success. Welcome to the Fit Mom Squad. Hey there, mama. Welcome to episode number two. In today's episode, I am going to start part one of my five-part series on secrets to weight loss. And I say secrets because these are the things that I had no idea about until last year. So a little story of what happened last year that made me discover these secrets. I used to think that health and wellness was predicated on two things, clean eating and working out. And that had worked for me for the longest time, especially after I discovered keto. After my first pregnancy, I lost 50 pounds. After my second one, I lost 60 pounds using clean keto and working out. Until last year. So what happened last year is while following a clean keto diet and working out all the time, I started to slowly gain weight. I started noticing that no matter what I did, I was gaining weight. So I really honed in on my eating and calories and how much I was working out and tried fasting and pulling all the tricks that I had up my sleeve and nothing was working. I started experiencing a lot of anxiety, uh, a lot of depression, a lot of weird symptoms, was really cold all the time, um, had a hard time sleeping, was always very bloated after I ate, and just felt off. And I knew there was something else going on, but I had no idea what it was. So I found a functional medicine doctor and had a lot of tests done. I spent thousands of dollars on testing, only to realize that there was a lot of things that I was not paying attention to, a lot of things that I was missing about my health and wellness, and a lot of things that I was ignoring. And one of those things is what we're going to talk about today. The number one secret to weight loss is regulating hormones. So if your hormones aren't regulated, you're going to have a hard time losing weight. And in fact, you'll most likely gain weight. And today I want to focus on three hormones in particular because there's a lot of hormones in our bodies. So I could spend the entire year talking about hormones. But the three hormones that I really pay attention to inside BSB Tribe that I really teach on regulating and that I've worked on regulating myself are insulin, cortisol, and thyroid. So let's start with insulin. Insulin's main role is to regulate your blood sugar. So the way it works is your body secretes insulin from your pancreas even before you start eating. And as you eat, the glucose from your meal floods your bloodstream and your body releases even more insulin. Okay, so how does insulin affect our weight? Too much insulin leads to weight gain because when you consume a meal that's high in carbohydrates or sugar, and I'm going to use those terms, intertwine them because they're basically the same thing to your body. 
Your body turns it into glucose. Insulin rises to help your body regulate all of that glucose, and some of it is used for immediate energy, but the rest is converted into glycogen in the liver and then converted to fat. So as you can see, if you have too much insulin, the result is going to be too much fat. And then what I want to talk about is the people that are insulin resistant, what happens to them? What goes wrong there? We hear that term a lot. We hear, we know about diabetes. We know how prevalent diabetes is and what insulin resistance is, is when you consume too many carbs and sugar, your insulin spikes, but your cells now resist that insulin and all of that glucose gets stored as fat. So with insulin resistance, your body produces that insulin, but it can't use it properly. So it keeps on making more, which causes more weight gain. So you can see how this is a vicious cycle. And if you don't get your insulin under control, if you don't keep your insulin low, you're going to have a hard time losing weight and it will eventually lead to weight gain. So some of the signs that you might be insulin resistant are that you're very tired after you eat, you crave a lot of carbs and sugar, you have difficulty losing weight, you have sleep issues, you might be shaky or jittery, you might have poor memory. There's a lot of symptoms. But the thing is to know that insulin resistance and high blood sugar is something that could be easily corrected. And I like to call this the low hanging fruit because simply by changing your diet, by reducing your carbohydrates, reducing your sugar, you can keep your insulin low. And this is where the low carb ketogenic diet comes into play because the premise of this way of eating is that it is designed to keep your blood sugar low. And that is why it works so well in reducing and eliminating and reversing diabetes. Okay. So the action steps for insulin to reduce insulin is you want to start eliminating all those foods that cause your blood sugar to rise. And that is foods that are low on the glycemic index scale. So you might've heard of the glycemic index and what it is, it is what effect do certain foods have on your blood sugar? So how do certain foods raise your blood sugar and how high do they raise them? So if you think about something like broccoli, it would have a very low glycemic index score because there's not a lot of sugar or carbs in broccoli. Now, if you take something like ice cream that has a lot of sugar, so it's going to be high in the glycemic index. So when you eat that, it's going to raise your blood sugar. So in order to control your insulin and insulin resistance, you want to pick foods that are low on the glycemic index scale. And if you want to know exactly what that looks like, I do have a free meal plan that is clean keto and all of the foods there are low on the glycemic index scale. And you can get that by going to www.bsbtribe.com forward slash resources. You can download that and follow your, that meal plan and that exact meal plan will help keep your insulin low. There are other factors that determine 
insulin resistance and how you can control your insulin. But I'm not going to get into that today. If you're in the tribe, there's a whole section on hormones and I talk about other ways that you can control your insulin, including supplementation. And I do have recommended supplements that I take for you. But for today, I just want to give you that action step for insulin to reduce it is to really change the foods that you're eating, okay? So the bottom line is, if your insulin is high, you will have a hard time losing weight because our body's natural response is to store extra glucose as fat. So your goal then is to keep your blood sugar from spiking as much as possible, okay? So let's get into the second hormone, which is cortisol, Now, cortisol is your body's stress hormone. So what happens when you're extremely stressed, your body turns on this hormone and spikes it, and your body becomes what I like to say is in a flight or fight response mode. And this happened to me last year um, after starting a business and the stresses of being a stay-at-home mom And everything else that was going on in my life, I wasn't really taking time to myself. I wasn't paying attention to what I was feeling and my mental health. I was just constantly go, go, go and working all the time. And it turns out that my cortisol was extremely elevated. So I got my cortisol tested and it was extremely high throughout the day. So how cortisol works is in the morning when you wake up, it is the highest because it's your body's way of getting you ready to get up. So it's like, okay, she's waking up. Let's bump up that cortisol to help her get out of bed. Then throughout the day, it slowly decreases. And then at night, you get the melatonin and then you're ready to go to sleep. What happens with someone that has elevated cortisol is their cortisol is always very high. And even though it decreases somewhat during the day, it doesn't ever get to that chill out mode. So I was constantly in that flight or fight mode. I was constantly like freaking out. My body was thinking that I was like being chased by a tiger or bear. Oh my. But I wasn't, but it was because of all the stress. And what happens when you do that is you're essentially telling your body like, hey, there's something chasing us. We're in danger. This is survival mode. And immediately what your body does is it holds on to weight because it thinks, okay, well, we don't know when the next time she's going to eat. So let's hold on to everything she's eaten because this girl's freaking out. And as you could tell, this is not a good thing. We don't want this to happen, but it does happen when cortisol is extremely high. So cortisol has two primary roles in the body. It regulates your body as in regulates your sleep, your food intake, and your inflammation. And then it has that reactive mode, the one that I just talked about. It helps your body react and cope with stressful situations. Now, what cortisol does when it's high, it is also raises your insulin. And as we learned earlier, the more insulin you have, the more weight you gain. High cortisol shuts down your digestion. 
and it slows down your metabolism. So again, this can also affect your weight loss. If you're trying to do everything you can possibly can, if you're following a meal plan, if you're following a workout plan and you're not getting any results, the reason might be is because your cortisol is elevated and your body is in that, in that survival state. Also, some things that cortisol can cause is it tends to cause extreme carb cravings. And sometimes those cravings are hard to resist. And some of the other signs that you might have high cortisol are you might increase belly fat. That's a common sign. So if you had no really issues around having belly fat and then all of a sudden you realize like you have all this fat around your stomach, that might be a sign that you have high cortisol. You might have high cholesterol. You might have difficulty losing weight. You might always be stressed out or wired. So this happened to me. I felt like I was like, like I drank a cup of coffee, like a pot of coffee every single day. I was constantly wired and jittery and I didn't know how to relax. I couldn't relax. You might have sleep issues. You might even experience muscle loss, okay? So when it comes to cortisol, the only really way to know if you have an issue is by testing. And inside BSB Tribe, I guide my members on how to test, where they can get testing, and what the proper testing measures are. So testing cortisol doesn't mean you simply go to your doctor in your annual physical and you get a prick and they check your cortisol at one time during the day. And then based on that, you know, you get your results of either do you have high cortisol or you don't. Because that is just a one-time measure of where you're at at that point. So if you think about it, if you were going to the doctor, let's say, right after you came back from a vacation and you're in just the best mood, right? You're like in chill out mode. You just had a great vacation. Obviously, your cortisol is going to be low. It's going to be normal because you're in that relaxed state versus if you go into the doctor when you had like a death in the family and you're extremely stressed out, it's going to be super high. So that one prick is not an accurate measure of where your cortisol is at. You need to test throughout the day. So you need to do something like a saliva test or a urine test and test multiple times during the day to see how your cortisol changes. So let's talk about some action steps that you can take to reduce your cortisol. So ultimately, the goal for cortisol is to eliminate and reduce stress. And I'm saying this and you're probably thinking like, okay, do you want to take away my kids, take away my job, take away my responsibilities of running a household and cooking and cleaning and everything like that? Because sure, then I will be stress free and I get it because I'm in the same boat and I struggle with this and I'm still struggling with this. But I will tell you, if you're constantly stressed, you don't do anything to manage that stress, your cortisol is not just naturally going to decrease itself, all right? So you really have to work on reducing lifestyle stresses. Now, inside the tribe, I teach my members of how to do that with self-care and self-love, how to find time for yourselves, especially as moms. We never do that, right? We're always thinking about everybody else but ourselves, also, something you can do is really be careful on what exercise you're doing and how much of it. And this was my problem. I was a cardio bunny. I've been running for years. And it turns out that too much cardio does put stress on your body and it raises your cortisol as well. 
So if you're constantly doing too much cardio or too much HIIT that can actually, which just stands for high intensity interval training, not like HIIT, like hitting someone. <laughs> but if you're doing too much of those extreme exercises, your cortisol is going to remain high, okay? Also, caffeine is a big one, and this was really hard for me to grasp on reducing and eliminating caffeine because it's also a stressor on the body. And then there's also some supplements and herbs that you can take that could assist your body in reducing cortisol. But remember, if you don't if you don't manage your lifestyle stress, those supplements and those herbs are not going to work. And I do cover exactly what supplements and herbs that I've been taking to help me reduce my cortisol. And that could be found inside the tribe. If you're in the tribe, that is under the hormone section. So you could get that. And as always, I always say, just make sure you check with your medical professional before you start any supplements or herbs to make sure that you're okay and it's okay for your body. Okay, so let's talk about last, but definitely not least, thyroid. Thyroid is a beast of a hormone, and I could probably talk about thyroid for many, many hours because it's so complex. However, what you need to know about thyroid is that a lot of people do not know that they have a thyroid issue because it gets severely undiagnosed. And that is what happened to me. Last year when I got my thyroid tested by a functional medicine doctor, it revealed that I had a thyroid issue, but not the typical thyroid issue that people have where their body doesn't produce TSH. My problem was the conversion. And when I went to my regular physician and he did an annual checkup and he checked my TSH, that was fine. So based on that result, he told me that my thyroid was normal and functioning properly. But when I did a full panel with my functional medicine doctor, it revealed something different. Okay. So if you're listening to this and think, I don't have to listen to this part because I just had my thyroid checked in the physician for my annual physical where they did the one blood test and it came back fine. You need to listen because you might have a thyroid issue and not know it. So thyroid is a small gland in your neck that produces two hormones, T3 and T4. The roles of your thyroid is that it stimulates your metabolism. It's pretty much the fire that fuels your metabolism. It increases fat burn, lowers cholesterol, improves your memory, and promotes regrowth. So some of the things that can cause thyroid issues are exposure to toxins is a big one, which, I mean, we live in the world where toxins are everywhere. Uh, high cortisol levels. So again, back to the cortisol. This is all connected. All of these things are connected. Um, and all of the secrets that I'm going to be talking about in the next few episodes, they're all connected to each other. So high cortisol, it's like kind of like the chicken and the egg situation. For me, I don't know what came first. I don't know if I first had high cortisol from stress or if I had thyroid issues first. And then I don't even know, <laughs> but it all happened at once. It felt like uh, other things that can cause thyroid issues are inflammation from too much gluten Hashimoto's. That's when your body attacks its own thyroid autoimmune disease and nutrient deficiencies. 
So if you think about thyroid being the master gland of the metabolism, you could see how that would affect weight. Because if you do not produce enough T3 or T4, then your metabolism doesn't get those signals that it should and it slows down your body and your digestion and all of your metabolism of everything that you eat, which leads to weight gain. And that's why weight gain is one of the very common symptoms of thyroid. So what are the other symptoms of thyroid issues? So you might be thinking, how would I know, even if I had that one test done, what are the things that I should look out for to maybe get a deeper evaluation of my thyroid? So if you're extremely tired, and I'm not talking like you have a newborn and you haven't slept all night, because obviously you would be tired. I'm talking about you were fine and then all of a sudden now you have extreme fatigue. That can be one sign. Weight gain, I already mentioned that. If your metabolism slows down, you're going to gain weight. Difficulty losing weight, that's kind of the same thing and that's what happened with me. I was trying everything, cutting my calories, which is not about calories and that's a whole nother episode. I was fasting, I was working out more, all of this stuff and nothing was working and I was actually gaining weight and not losing it. So that was a big sign for me. Feeling cold all the time. If you're constantly freezing, if you're a freeze baby, if you're always wanting to wear sweaters or you need to turn up the heat, that might be a sign you have issues with your thyroid. Depression. I um, This one was a big one for me because I am a pretty outgoing person and I never really had an issue with being depressed or I never had postpartum depression. I think it was the happiest postpartum woman ever because I was like, yes, the baby's finally out. I can go back to myself, my normal self and my body. And I feel like it's been invaded. So I definitely didn't have any postpartum depression. But if you're feeling like this weird depression where it's like out of nowhere, like you have no reason to be depressed, that might be a sign of a thyroid issue. Thinning hair, if your hair is getting thin and it used to just be fully luxurious and voluminous, that might be a thing with thyroid. Fluid retention and high cholesterol. So all of those things, I mean, technically any symptom out there could be related to thyroid. But those are the big ones that I teach my members to look out for. So when it comes to testing your thyroid, as I mentioned before, a simple blood draw, just like the cortisol, is just not going to cut it because it only shows you how your body might produce TSH, but it doesn't show the full functioning of the thyroid altogether. So you have to get a proper full blood panel. Okay, so you can ask for your T3s to be checked, your T4s to be checked. You can ask for reverse T3, reverse T4. And if you have no idea what I'm talking about, you could definitely get more information about it. You can search for it. I can recommend books, but it is something that you want to investigate if you're experiencing any of the symptoms that I mentioned. And you want to find a doctor that is willing to work with you, understand you, and not be so focused on 
their old ways of just checking TSH. And that is the problem nowadays because there's a lot of doctors, especially endocrinologists, they test based on old standards and they haven't changed their testing and the standards have changed and they only look at TSH. So you want to find, you're going to have to find a different doctor, a doctor that understands that. And I highly recommend finding a functional medicine doctor or a Uh, integrative medicine or a holistic or a DO because those doctors, those doctors, they care more about finding the root cause of the disease rather than just giving you a pill for an ill, which I don't believe in. I feel like there's always a root cause of something and giving a pill is just going to mask the symptoms, but it's not really going to fix what's really wrong. Okay, so that's what I recommend you do if you feel like you might have thyroid issues. So for action steps when it comes to thyroid, you want to first eliminate the causes of thyroid. So you really want to look at what toxins are you exposed to. If you're eating gluten, you'll want to eliminate gluten. You'll want to get the proper testing. You want to make sure that you got all those environmental factors out of the way first. Then you'll want to eat foods to support your thyroid. So these are foods. These are whole unprocessed foods. So this is high quality protein, high quality fat, vegetables, fruits. You want to avoid all of those foods that are aggressive towards the thyroid. And then when sometimes it comes to the fact that you might need hormone replacement therapy, when it comes to thyroid, it's very sensitive as where if your body's not making the hormone, if it's not converting, hormone replacement therapy is something that you might need to consider. But you always want to start with what you can do first, okay? And then there's also supplements that support your thyroid. And if you're inside BSB Tribe, I give you a whole list of the supplements that I've used to help reduce my or regulate my thyroid. And again, it's something that you have to talk to your doctor about, see what works for you. There's a lot of different supplements that help with the thyroid. So here's the bottom line when it comes to thyroid. Thyroid issues make it very, very hard to lose weight. However, it's totally possible to regulate your thyroid and keep it under control with the proper diet, hormone replacement therapy, if you need that and supplementation, you can heal and regulate your thyroid to work the way it should. But I want you to keep one thing in mind to know that this is going to be a process. This is going to take some time. You have to be patient. You have to realize that you cannot compare yourself to other people. Because if you're comparing yourself to someone that started keto or started this or that plan and they're losing a bunch of weight and you're not, but you have a thyroid issue, well, you have to understand that it's going to take you much longer, all right? And in all honesty, I will tell you that I just started losing weight like last month. So all of last year, I had gained 20 pounds And up until last month, I was going back and forth and yo-yoing and just could not get past this weight hurdle, my weight hurdle. And I finally broke through it and I'm finally on my way back to my normal weight. 
but it was a process. And there was many times that I wanted to give up and say, well, none of it's working. Why even bother? I should just eat whatever the heck I want anyway, because it doesn't matter. I've gained all this weight and it's not going anywhere. That is the wrong way to think about long-term goals and think about long-term health. So be patient with yourself. Trust the process. Know that it will happen for you. It just may take longer. Okay? So let's recap what we talked about today. The number one secret to losing weight and keeping it off is to regulate your hormones. All right? Most important hormones, in my opinion, are insulin. And the way to regulate that is to eliminate or reduce foods that are high in the glycemic index scale. So following a low carb diet, a ketogenic diet, paleo, whole 30, all of those will help you keep your blood sugar low. Number two, cortisol, stress hormone. If you're too stressed out, your body goes into flight or fight mode. And it will not let go of any of your weight. So no matter what you do, you will not lose weight. So you want to get your stress under control. You want to avoid too much exercise, in particular cardio and HIIT. You want to watch your sleep. You want to make sure you're getting enough sleep. You want to make sure that you're supplementing properly and you're eliminating caffeine or any other stressors in your body. Okay, then there's thyroid. If you haven't had your thyroid properly tested, I highly recommend that you do so. You really want to rule that out because if you do have thyroid issues, that could be pretty much the reason why you're stalling in your weight loss or you're not getting the results you want. And instead of getting frustrated and trying everything and fasting too long, which by the way is actually harmful on the thyroid or doing other things that are harming you even more like too much cardio, you can actually start addressing your thyroid. But again, I'm going to say this a lot in this podcast. You cannot address something until you test it and you know what you're dealing with. All right. You need the data. The blood don't lie. You need to know, okay, this is where I'm at. This is what the data shows. Now, how do I fix this? You're just going in blindly making guesses. You're not going to get anywhere. All right. So with thyroid, again, it is changing your diet to support your thyroid. It's eliminating toxins. It's watching your stress and your cortisol. It's proper supplementation and if needed, hormone replacement therapy. Okay. So again, just a reminder, if you want to know what eating a low blood sugar diet looks like, you can download my free meal plan, which you can get at bsbtribe.com forward slash resources. And that kind of tells you an example of what eating a diet looks like that helps you lower your insulin. All right. Thank you for tuning in. Next week, we're going to talk about secret number two of weight loss. I'll see you there, mama. Thank you for listening to the Fit Mom Squad podcast. If you're looking for free resources to get you started on your weight loss journey, 
Go to www.bsbtribe.com forward slash resources. If you're ready to take your weight loss to another level and work with me personally, I invite you to join the BSB Tribe waitlist. Spots are limited in this exclusive online community, but if you join the waitlist, you'll be the first to know when doors open up again. Thanks for tuning in. Talk to you soon.